Hey, 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 guys. Welcome back to another episode of Discussions with Deborah. I'm your hostess with the Moses, Deborah. And last week, guys, we took the week off in honor of the holiday, Thanksgiving. So I hope you guys had a moment and an opportunity to spend time with your loved ones, be it the ones that you live with or those who you were able to connect with on Zoom. This is a very different year, and that's pretty much the topic that we're going to talk about today, which is closing out 2020. Um, Some lessons that I've learned, some blessings, and some ways to now pivot um, as we transition into 2021, guys. Today, to help me out with that, I have my beautiful, beautiful daughter, Deco, who's going to hang out with us for a little bit today. We're going to talk about perspectives of a young adult and how this pandemic has been for them. Uh, She's a senior in college, what that means to her, what that means to all the people that are going to be graduating in 2021. We kind of seen the trend start in 2020, how they've uh, had the ability to transition ceremonies and things online for the safety of everyone. But you guys know, before I get started, I always have to put out a shameless plug and that shameless plug would be nothing no other than if you have gotten my um, brand new journal that's out, um, which is called You Are Not Alone. It's a wives journal to get back to self-care and to get back to loving herself. If you have not gotten it already, please make sure that you um, head over to bit, which is B-I-T dot L-Y forward slash you are not alone journal and grab your copy today. Remember, um, husbands, you're, you are um, able to purchase your wife one. I've had many husbands who are amazing who purchased one for their wives. So shout out, shouts out to them. And again, thank you to those who've already purchased. Thank you for uh, posting it on your social media and tagging your girl. I greatly appreciate that. I think the most important um, and the most uh, and the best way to reach people is to see other people that have the journal. And I posted that kind of today on my social media. If you follow me on my personal social media, uh, if not, you can always follow my business page, which is Deborah S. Whispers, the page. And I pretty much share just about everything I share on my personal page, on my business page. And it takes 2.5 seconds to purchase um, your friend's Uh, merchandise if you're truly there to support them. And it takes 2.5 seconds to post it on your free social media platform. And I'm really big on saying free because I feel like some of us uh, forget that we're on social media for for free. And we forget that 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 is a tool and something that you can use to really, really help your family members who are in business out especially during this time of season when small businesses are really important. And just a fun fact, guys, um, uh, Spotify put out that they had over $50 million in sales. They're probably a billion. I'm probably quoting it incorrect, but they had the largest, the largest um, shopping season on Black Friday and Cyber Monday thus far. So that's telling me that people are out there shopping and people are remembering us small business owners. So shout out to everybody that's shopped with a small business this past weekend for Black Friday, Small Business Saturday, and on Cyber Monday. You guys rock. Continue that same energy throughout this year. 
All right, guys, that's my shameless plug for that. One last thing. Don't you forget that Sophisticated Soul Boutique is here to dress you for this holiday season. Even if you're going to your living room and looking cute, you can still get your Sophisticated Soul outfit. Head over to SophisticatedSoulBoutique.com today and grab your merchandise. There's amazing things there for women, men. You can shop for your wives. One day I'll have something for men. I think it's going to be soon. Husband's working on something, all right? So soon we'll have something. So let's transition, guys, into the conversation. And um, before I get started, I don't know how to do an introduction for my daughter, but to say that she's beautiful. I want her to come on and say hello to you guys. We have another visitor in the background, guys. We we, we record at home, so we have another uh, daughter in the background (laughs) doing what she does. But anyway, um, before she comes on... uh, I want to make sure that you guys uh, knew that we had somebody in the background. So you'll be like, what's wrong with that in the background? We we do unedited raw here, okay? And so um, I'm going to let her introduce herself because I don't have any words to introduce her. I'm like slightly offended. <laughs> you're offended? Yeah. Like, I mean, except like, for that you're beautiful? Looks. Yeah, I mean, oh, I, my I know, God. I know a few things. <laughs> I have a few talents. You have a few. I think you have a lot of talents. I think besides, she's beautiful. She's super <laughs> smart. She's super smart. She knows a ton of things when it comes to beauty. Anytime when it comes to skin health, she knows a ton of things when it comes to organization. She's better than a mom. Thank God for Jesus for that. Somebody had to do it. And I think that she knows a whole lot about psychology. She's my little psychologist, my little psychologist. She diagnoses and knows that I'm crazy, but I love her anyway. And I'm thankful for her. Um, But she has a lot of valuable information and she's real passionate about, um, you know, finding her own way and pretty much putting her own spin and views out there on what she believes in. So if she believes in it, trust me, we hear about it. So take it away, Deco. Thanks. I needed that. <laughs> I'm getting so shy now. Uh, really? It's just the microphone. They no, can hear your voice. I know. They probably think we sound alike because I don't know why people think that we sound alike, but I swear I to you, we don't. I find that though, like I don't, I personally, because we have our own ears tailored to it. I guess. We don't think we sound like each other, but my dad always says, everybody always says it. And then also when I hear my friends talk and I hear their parents talk, I hear that they sound like their parents. You can't help it. Really? Like since you were a kid, you grew up listening to this person talking, so it's like almost you're mimicking that exact oh same voice. God. I, I kind of feel like my voice is a bit more raspier than yours. But, it is, but yeah. I still don't think we sound like at all. I think we just have nice bass in our voice. We have authoritative voices. Number yeah. one, we don't need a microphone, literally, when we're mm-hmm. in a room. But you I should say that I turn on the gain every time before <laughs> she starts her podcast. I'm like, stop shouting at these people. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> see, she's my producer, by the way, guys. I forgot to shout out that. I'm, she, I'm behind, I direct she, everything. Right. She's behind the scenes. If you guys have not checked out Marriage Meal Mondays with Mitch and Deborah, that's something you should go to my personal page to check out. I try it my very best, and she does it most of the time, share it on all the different platforms that I kind of I kind of head up. But sometimes it doesn't get over there. But on my personal page, you can always catch that live on Mondays at 6 p.m. Central Standard Time. And we just have fun. And she directs us behind the scene. And like I said, we're very raw here. We're very natural. We don't do any editing. What you see is what you get. What you hear is what you get, right? Yeah. Yeah. So we don't edit anything. And um, we're grateful for that because it kind of shows the real us family, which is our YouTube. 
that people are going to get us. I'm if like, I don't shout that, that out, don't start talking to him. Who sent right. you? Like, right. I should have never even shouted that out. But uh, people are like on our backs. We really got to get recording, honestly, for the Real Us Family YouTube. Because we we really, um, we desire to display real authenticity when it comes to um, family structure. I feel like family structure is one of those things that's kind of been almost lost and forgotten, and more specifically, even in the African-American community. But that's not what we're here for. Let's talk about 2020, Deco. So I recall January, like December of 2019, mm-hmm. I recall people saying like, yeah, this is going to be my best year. This is going to be an amazing year. This is going to be 2020 tunnel vision, you know, straightforward. Yeah. We had all these goals and plans. And so I find that those goals and plans were effect of January, February, early March, right? Um, people were excited. And I think that Every year is around this time is when people make a goal and they make plans to have a, the best year of their life, right, mm-hmm. uh, for the next year. But if I can say anything, I don't know if we should have plans for 2021. Well, I mean, it's always, I wouldn't say have plans for 2021, but to have plans just in general. And that's something I stopped myself doing because I like caught myself a few weeks ago, like being like, on super unhappy with like my body and um being like mentality and everything and I was like you know what come 2021 I'm gonna do better and like I was like no if I want to do better in 2021 I need to get a head start right now and start doing it right now and that's the problem like we use years as um yeah uh beginning milestones to start being better at things but if you really want it you have to understand like it's a it's a head it's a head game to everything a pregame to everything if you will like just get into it. Yeah, I think like for me, I'm not a planner. You guys know that. Yeah. I I kind of like I'm I'm the momager in the house, right? So I manage the house, but that's like pre-planned like events and things because we're a family of six and we all have places to go and things to do. Yeah. You know, and we support each other wholeheartedly, but I I'm not like I, for some reason, I get an adrenaline rush to do things last minute, but then I get a little nervous and frustrated, yeah. and then Deco has to bring me back down. But I'm, I'm, I've am i never been that person that really much detailed, planned out everything, like, so far ahead, and then um, when it comes time for it to happen, if, if we have to pivot, I find that a lot of people have been panicking. Yeah. A lot of people have been panicking, and I, I mean, think that that's think, from planning. I think the, it's, a, it's definitely a gift not to be spontaneous and be um just, I guess just, <laughs> well, I'm, trying to, I'm trying to set up what I'm trying to say sorry it's a lack of better words right now but um it's good that you can plan on the on the dome like around the dome and everything but I think for something to work on it's just like because I personally thought that same way too I think it's like crazy how people are that organized be like so ahead of time and planning things that are coming like a month or three later but then you grow up and you understand that like that's like something that's like essential to life when you are tired of being like anxious about things and not knowing. And that's why I became so much more like stern about, I've been stern with you about that. Like if you're diligent, you want to be like good about something, you want to be diligent about it. You need to like have it planned way in advance because if something does go wrong, of course you have the characteristics to be able to take something if it changed immediately, which is what I'm saying, which is good about being spontaneous. Also thinking of things on the dome, like, you know, working under pressure, but that should be only something that when you absolutely need that quality in life 
to be that way, but not to run your life like that because you're extremely anxiety induced 24 seven. If you don't have things, you're like, oh, we'll just, we'll deal with it tomorrow. But it's like, it's good to have that quality when it's time to be under pressure. What's the sense of being under pressure all the time? So like, that's what my, my thing has been also at the end of this year, my pregame to 2021 is being like, I want these things and I have to understand that like I cannot wake up and have them tomorrow. But if I pregame to those goals, have that like, oh, I want this business, but I don't have the money for this business. I'm going to do what I can for that business or not plan that out. Even though I don't have the funds, still so many things need to be done. We think like, oh, once I have this, then I could plan this, this and that. But oftentimes it's a puzzle, not a list to go down. So do you think that people that do like a lot of planning, do you think that they have analysis paralysis, analysis paralysis, what they call it, analysis paralysis, if I'm saying it correctly. When, like, uh, because you, 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 you are such a planner in a way that the you also, have to be also like, makes you, it gives you a lot of anxiety and people are like, try to plan every single second. Right. Of day. So a lot of people find structure in that. This one blog, it's hard to cut you off. This one um, blogger that I watch, she's, I don't know if it's a big deal. She's a Gemini, so she enjoys like having <laughs> things planned. Like Christian's that same way too. Though I have a friend, he, um, he's a Gemini as well. He likes having things like planned, strategic, and everything as well. And that brings yeah, Uncle Kyron is yeah, a, that brings a Gemini, that, and, that brings, <laughs> and that brings them peace. Somebody like me and you, like that's scary. But I'm transitioning out of that. That's no longer scary to plan. And my, it, it sounds like uh, you're doing too much, maybe. But like to plan ahead is almost being arrogant. You you just you you think that like I'm gonna make it to this. This is going to happen. So, but like that is some sake of like um, control in people's lives, and I'm see- starting to see that when I I, I I I toddle on the line of it of if it's okay, if it's anxiety inducing, or if it's anxiety reducing. Because when I do plan days, like say for instance, like yesterday, I know like oh I have to get up, I have to run three point five miles, I have to do this homework, I need to send my resume, I need to do this, this and that all the night before. I'm tossing and turning, thinking about how I have to do that, even though I already planned it. Like, I already know what I have to do, but I'm tossing and turning all night thinking about it. So you see what I'm saying? Like, that uh, I I have trouble. I'm having trouble walking on that thin line of, like, is this causing me anxiety? (laughs) Or is this this giving me control? But when you have control of things more, like, I feel like that's when when you try to get control of things is when you have even more Right. Well, what I was saying, though, about analysis paralysis is those those type of people, no, but those kind of people are the people who have to plan out so much. And then if it's not on the plan, then they have they don't know how to pivot or they don't know how to actually think uh, think quickly on their feet when they have to change. And that delays so many things. I often think about those people that are in business and you and I have a discussion about that all the time because you tell me, mommy, you're doing too much or you're doing a whole lot. And I want you to perfect this, that, and the other. But for me, and and I respect what you're saying because you definitely want to make sure that all of your uh, ducks are in the row properly and that you are organized and able to handle all the tasks. But for me, everything that I do, God gives me the vision and mm-hmm. I'm led by him. Um, but at the same time, I don't want to be the person that holds on to something so long because I want it to be quote unquote perfect or the perfect time or the perfect moment that other people are missing out on that blessing. You know what I'm saying? And so that's why I tell people that I'm a serial entrepreneur. My brain goes 24 seven. I probably get four to five hours of sleep a day because my dreams and my goals are so big and my vision is so big. I literally wake up at 
almost 3 a.m., 3.30 a.m. every single night. And I'm writing things. My notes, guys, if you saw the notes in my phone, you'd be like, wow, does she really sleep? My husband's turning over and he's looking at me with the phone and flashing in my face. He knows that I can't sleep because I have to get, I either have to get the ideas out on my notepad or I have to start creating it on my platform, uh, on my creative platform. And that's why I say about people that are planners, like, what happens when you wake up at 3 a.m.? What happens when you have, like, so much going on and you, you can't move on to the next thing because you think in your mind that it's perfect? I think that if anything 2020 has taught us, it's taught us to live life every single day without knowing the exact plans of what you're going to do. Have an idea. Is you know what I'm saying? I, have a, have I, an idea. I think that's how I was living this whole year. I mean, I traveled so much. <laughs> yes, you have. That's so funny because the I guy I've been home for three years. The, now. the guy at the nail salon said today he was like, um, "You you're not traveling. You're not going anywhere for Christmas." I'm like, "Actually, no." He was like, "When's your next trip?" He's like, "You and your family have been traveling so much." And then he said, "What about your daughter? Because she's going and going and going." I was like, I, "I haven't heard her say much." I was like, "But you know her. Anything can happen, and she can just up and go." But that's the big thing as well. That we actually can talk about uh, 2020. I feel like that's hit a lot of people. Obviously, every year is challenging for everybody, but 2020 yeah. has like hit people oh mentally, my God. like never financially, yeah, me like physically. Yeah. When it comes to COVID, those who've been yeah. affected by it, you know, and that's the thing with the traveling. So you can get affected in all those areas with yeah. traveling. And with the big thing with me, uh, I I didn't get COVID from. And that's the big thing. Everybody's so afraid to talk about COVID and like, yeah, yeah I, yeah. I got COVID. I got COVID. Yeah, and it was not from all my traveling. It's from being irresponsible and seeing certain people that I thought I could trust and that I thought yeah. didn't have it and they had it. They, they didn't even know they had it. So honestly, at the end of the day, like right. whatever, it, it happens when you're just, when you leave your house, it's a possibility. Anytime. But, um, Grocery shopping. Exactly. You can do the most innocent thing and, and get COVID and people don't understand that. They're like, ah, I know these people. So like, I can't get them. Like, you can get a people you know. Like, exactly. I think that, I it, think that's where most of it really starts. Yes, and if you don't understand, <laughs> I'm like, COVID is not a stranger virus. Like, right. you can get it from anybody. Just anywhere. like you can get the flu. One of yeah. the things that I wish that we can close out 2020 and understand is that COVID is just a, a flu on steroids. Yeah. And why are we afraid to say if we've been affected with COVID? Like, I think it was, uh, it was shameful at first. Like at people first? People were shy at first because my friends, like some of them had like, oh, like when I got it, they're like, I don't know. I was open about it when I first got it. Cause like if I was around somebody, I want you to know that I had it. Yeah. And that's the huge thing. When you're like, when people are shaming people for having COVID, especially if they got over it, like other people are not going to want to speak up and be like, Hey, I have this. If I was around you, yo, 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 this, this, and that, but leaving yeah. it up to people's interpretation. And that's not cool to me. Because yeah. then they're going to go spread it. You don't know who they're going to go see that can be high risk. I agree. So it's like, if I saw you, yo, my bad, I have COVID. Like, I don't know where I got it from. It's not necessarily my fault. I left my house. Maybe I could have been quarantined. Why, did it, why, does, it, and why but, does it have to be a fault? And I'm yeah, not, I'm not, not to mean to I cut you off. I, I dealt but, with that. Like, it was a fault for me. Like, everybody was like, it's your fault. Who I was saying with at the time. They're like, it's you. I'm like, it's not my fault. Any yeah. of us could have brought this here. Like anybody yeah. could have gotten it. Yeah, like, I agree. You know, I just happen to be a, a, a good host, and it took, <laughs> it took, me, it took me on. Set. But, and um, yeah, stop and, COVID shaming, basically. I know, pretty much, just stop COVID shaming. And she was not home when she got it. It I'm was not. it was kind of hurtful for her and sad for me as a mom. I, I'm telling you, when when my fantastic four need me. 
and I can't get to them. I feel like I fail them and I feel like a helpless mom. And I know it's some moms out there, some dads out there probably feel that way too. I feel so helpless. Like I, I couldn't help her. I could only talk to her on FaceTime and, and just, I was you know, miserable. I was just, so just, miserable. you know, give the best encouragement <laughs> advice that I can because it's not much that you can do. Right. But go get, go through it. You gotta, it's one of those storms that you gotta go through, you know? And so, even adding that on top of your 2020, you know, and then having to then decide whether I'm going to go to school and finish my senior year and get the proper celebration that I want or, um, you know, wait and, and or, or wait it out and sit it out and just, you know, sit this pandemic out and try to process this. You know, what what has that been like for you as, as a senior in college, as a young adult, you know, I was like fake humble talk about it because like at the end of the day like obviously people especially on platforms want to hear people be like no matter what like you know put your put yourself aside your experience aside and stay home and like take care of yourself and like also don't put other people in danger I was I'm just gonna be real I was so with that you remember uh, beginning of the pandemic I was I, <laughs> yeah. I didn't leave the house for a yeah. month and a half her and her baby brother yeah me and my brother <laughs> we, we felt very comfortable with that like everybody else was like I gotta go to the store I at least gotta go do this I at least gotta do that yeah and that was me <laughs> I felt I felt no comfort in that like I was at home I was seeing like this whole new piece of myself like oh my god like I'm not in my apartment for five minutes and also like I'm, I'm I was in, me and my friends like we had just picked up zoom because we had school on Zoom eventually. So we were like Zooming all the time, talking to each other, having a blast and being safe already. It was something so brand new to us. So like I was okay with it. And yeah. then um, June might have hit. And then I think that's yeah. when we like traveled for the first time. We went to Chicago. We went back home. Yeah. And after yeah, that, that yeah, yeah. And then after that, it's like I just did oh. not stop. And I get it. Like it sounds so bad and everything. But everywhere where I traveled... Obviously, I'm masking up, throwing away my mask and everything, being super careful. And the people who I travel with, I never traveled with anybody more than more than three people who I, who I ever was on a trip with. Yeah. For my birthday, um, I went back home again. And it was Where's back be, home? Uh, Chicago. Woo, woo, woo. <laughs> I went back home to Chicago again. And I wanted to have like all my friends, like even my friends from Arizona fly out, everybody. And yeah. they got COVID. And I was like, oh, my God, I just saw these people five days before my birthday. Like, that's sick. Like, you know, I didn't know if I got it from them or not because I hugged every last one of them who, yeah. who like, got diagnosed with COVID. So, yeah. like, oh, my God. Like, they probably were in their incubation um, period where they were, like, brewing it up. They weren't sick yet. They had it. Yeah. And I think that definitely is where I got it from because yeah. I got sick right after my birthday. Or, like, during my birthday, I didn't feel very well either. I was just like, oh, maybe it's alcohol poisoning. But, like, I don't even drink that much. Like, I'm, right. I'm going to say right now, like, is this an appropriate time that I'm, I'm a cheap date. For, for uh she's a cheap date to a certain extent I, I fyi I'm just, I'm just saying it does not take much for me to like feel like tipsy or something whatever like I, yeah I'm but i'm but i just wanted to put that disclaimer out there i'm, 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 I'm just saying i'm literally <laughs> saying i'm cheap date because i'm saying in, in, in relation in regards to the, to the virus like i thought yeah. oh, my brain, like, oh like i could have alcohol poison like how you have alcohol poison from one drink like you know it's, it's not possible unless you like yeah you don't way too much but anyway i had that and then that happened. So as I said, I'm not going to play humble with it. Like I, I was with it at the beginning of the pandemic. And then I started traveling. I went to Hawaii. I went to all these places. But also Hawaii doesn't let you in there unless you test it negative. Yeah. Um, three days before that, 72 hours. Yeah. So I think that like, even though it's discouraged to travel and everything, as long as you're being safe, like, I don't know. Honestly, people are, are so black and white about that. Cause like, I believe it like right now and my spirit, like I'm like, oh, I'm getting a call. Um, 
right now, I think everybody should. I'm, I'm praying. I'm manifesting a national lockdown. I'm not but saying now that yeah. I got my phone out of the way, because at the end of the day, guys, I'm going to be real with you. This is a segment that I was going to go into earlier, but I was going to wait till afterwards yeah. when mentioning mental health. Yeah. Um, I was decent at the beginning of this year. Like I was coming uh, from having a really bad 2019. I did not, I did not feel good mentally. And I walked into 2020. I started the year off. I was in LA. I was in London. I was in Spain. You were in London was, at the beginning of this year, guys. This like, she's traveled out of the country in the very beginning. I, I did. Like she literally made it back here at the hair, the string hair of that time night, crazy before they is. closed down international travel in England. Yeah, and and that was literally crazy. I, I went to New York too. Yeah, she and did. I was in New York twice, and I feel like I got the virus when it first started too, because yeah. I got back to Arizona and I was like, I have the flu. I didn't know what was wrong, so like yeah. maybe I got COVID two times. Maybe and so, but and I, that wasn't I, a I thing not, yeah, because it wasn't like everybody didn't know what what it yeah. really was. Because I got back um, two weeks before it was like announced. Like this is a huge thing, and I slept in the New York airport, and that was a hot spot. Yeah, and we all found out what COVID was. Yeah, and I slept there um, when I was waiting for one of my flights. But um, back again about the whole mental health thing. I started out the year on like a uproar like I was like you know things are going so nice I'm traveling like you know I'm getting new experiences I feel so much better about life I'm so happy I'm hopeful again I, and that's it's so easy this is obviously not a um it's a it's a banal like uh topic for sure it's cliche a bit like everybody already knows when you go to college everybody who doesn't go I don't shame them anymore at all because we go to college to rack up debt gain a mental health issue yeah <laughs> and a little bit of education on top but like uh, that's obviously everybody has trouble in college and mental health. But anyway, I was up on the uphill at the beginning of this year, and then towards the middle, like I just started not feeling well. And besides, like staying home and taking care of myself and knowing that like I wasn't eating right, I wasn't working out, I was excessively drinking with my friends and stuff because we were just trying to have fun, whatever. And besides, like being like, let me go home and take care of myself. I was like, no, let me keep on traveling because I know that like I'm upset. At least I'm gonna be upset in Hawaii. Like you know, at least I'm gonna do this and feel bad in Hawaii. But that was not the way to go. Like I was genuinely feeling bad. And so three weeks ago, I decided I was like, and it, it seems like forever ago, even though it literally is just three weeks ago. I was like, I'm canceling the rest of my plans for the rest of the year, and I'm not gonna go anywhere, and I'm gonna stay at home, and I'm gonna make myself a priority. Because I started feeling like bad about myself and thinking like, oh my God, like people don't care about me, this, this and that. But whole time, like my thoughts were just a reflection of what I was thinking of myself. Wow. Like I wasn't caring about me. So it was like making me think that like all the people didn't give a crap about me or wanted me around. I didn't want me around. I was somebody that I w didn't want to be around. So it was like, it was like whatever I was feeling, nine times out of 10, sorry, psychology, it's me coming out, but like nine times out of 10, when you dislike something and somebody else, it's, it's a, a reflection of you and what you don't like yeah, about yourself. That's definitely so it. I, was I can like, agree with yeah, that. And, and around a month ago, I was nitpicking with everybody. I'm like, I can't trust them. I can't do this. I can't do that. Whole time, what was it? I couldn't trust me. I wasn't yeah, being nice to me. Yeah. I wasn't putting me first, but expecting everybody to make me a priority yeah. when I wasn't making myself a priority. Because yeah. like all of my friends, like I kept joking around about it about a month ago. They all got like little boos and boyfriends. I was like, oh, they're not making me a priority anymore. How? Oh, how you were that me? little needy yeah. friend. No, no, no. I wasn't, I, wasn't, no, 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 no. I wasn't saying it out loud. I was thinking. I know, it but in your but head. Yeah, I, either way, it's entitled. I was like, no, no, no. I wasn't saying that. Like, no, you're taking it too late. <laughs> I want them to be happy and have their little boos. Because, like, they were. I know. They sat back when I had mine. So, you yeah. know, they were chilling and everything. But it's like, we get on each other's case. Like, oh, like, you forgot about me. Like, you know, this, this, and that. But I was like looking around and all of my friends had booze and I was alone. 
and not saying like oh my god like i'm alone i want to boot i didn't want to yeah. but i was like dang i have nobody to talk to they're booed up and i was like i'm not being made a priority so hmm, like that's not cool <laughs> i shouldn't be thinking like that and so once again it was a reflection of what i was just thinking about myself so three weeks ago decided to stay home and although i still am struggling for sure um certain days like i feel like uh at least two or three days out of the week i don't feel well like mentally but a lot of it has been helping that it's only three days two two to three days at most yeah is that i've been getting up i'm on a routine i, I go run i work out n- nearly five times a week now good and i've been eating better good i've been trying to sleep good. i've been trying, trying. to like sleep find the I know I I still haven't struggled with sleeping up because the problem is and like something I was saying that I was going to talk about last night because I have to open up about it like uh since I've been home and since I've been working through my mental health I've realized like I've become phobic again and Mm -hmm. it's like and that's something that's been keeping me up at night like when I'm like bare-minded and I'm I'm so tired I want to go to bed I get phobic and it's like why am I thinking about my phobia right now like you know like why am I thinking about I can't sleep yeah. And so, you know, it starts, I get really upset about it. And like, my big thing is from coming, I'm talking so much. I'm so sorry. Oh, you're but, okay. I, um, I ask a question. <laughs> but <laughs> but um, coming from psychology major, I'm always thinking like, I could um, nurse me back to health myself, like and, uh, mentally wise. Mm-hmm. And that's like the worst thing you can mm-hmm. think about yourself. Yes. I was doing so much reading last night and um, researching up, up on the topic of like, I was like, how do you get rid of a phobia? Like, what, what is this? Like, you know? And like, they were saying like, a lot of the time, like people think that like, okay, if I work through this and like, you know, I can get over it myself, but like, you cannot, not saying you cannot, it's, it's a, a rare slim chance, chance. A slim chance. That you can get rid of a phobia by yourself and without the help of somebody. And like, cause I thought back then when I first started being phobic about it, I was like, if I just like slowly, cause it's something they teach you in psychology, um, a type of therapy with somebody that has a phobia, you slowly expose them to that. But if you try to do that by yourself, even if you come from a background of psychology, you can make your phobia worse. Yeah. So back then I was, I was slightly exposing myself to it. And I was like, ew, this is disgusting. I can't do this. Like I'm scared. I'm phobic. I'm having an anxiety attack. I can't do this. But, um, what do we what do we want with this? I'm just saying that the mental health of right, I, it's I, crazy. Yeah, because sure. I asked. Yeah, because I asked you like, what is this like as a young adult? You know, oh, like, that's what I was asking, yeah. and you just you you pretty much I think broke it down. You pretty much touched on each area, which is kind of like, hold on. What one more though? Like, one sure, more. Because <laughs> I'm sorry, I was speaking from my experience. I'll be more worldly with it for people that are that that are my age. I would say for a fact, Zoom University Zoom. destroyed us this year. <laughs> if I tell you like any year of college, like I get it, all of us go through like droughts where you're like extremely discouraged and you don't want to do like college anymore. Zoom has made that like 30 times worse. For sure, I feel. But see, here's my thing. I thought, I think, or I thought at least, yeah. your age group, and even with your siblings' age group, you thought with technology. I thought that technology yeah. would be an easier transition so for it's you the same guys. Thing. It's the same thing. It's just like once again, psychology coming in the way. Like, uh, it you need social human interactions, no matter how much you yep. think you don't. I agree. So, say for instance, I agree. This very shy kid. Um, they would say at the beginning of the pandemic, like, oh, I, I, I had an advantage of like not having to leave my house and see people because I don't talk to them anyway. Yeah. But it's something that starts to affect you the more and more you're not around people. Yeah. Like it's destroying your social skills. That's more. why I get so weary when I hear people say, 
I don't like people. I don't need people. I mean, we yeah, say it, we, <laughs> we, we say it out of frustration. I know because I'll be like, yeah, Oh, sure. I can't I, I stand, stand people. people yeah. You know, we say that, but, it's but specific, it's a, it's I get, it's yeah, yeah, because you're frustrated with something at that moment. Yeah. But for those who genuinely say that I'm going to stay to myself and I don't need anybody, blaza blaza. Yes, you do. And I talked about that. I think probably on my first podcast of this season, I talked about that because everybody needs somebody Mm -hmm. at the end of the day. And you just need to find who that somebody is, right? Yeah. And um, because you are a human and humans are designed to interact with other humans. Yeah. And people think that when you say that, they're like, dang, I need to find like this soulmate or like this person I can... Black people, get a therapist. Exactly. A therapist. Like, we are so taboo. We are so anti-therapy. Why? Go to therapy. Oh, my gosh. Black men at that. And he's indulging and... Um, therapy, and I was like so happy for him. Yes. I'm like, go, like, go. Why do, why can't, okay, so let me just put that statement out there. Normalize going to therapy, black people. Okay, but I understand the generational, like, I know, I understand that, but that's the thing, but that's how we combat that, and that's why. Uh, probably about three weeks ago or so, I shared on my timeline this image that showed like a bus, and it showed like a bus load packed of people and it showed like a person holding the bus bag and it showed like a kid that was walking past with their headphones Mm -hmm. living their normal life and I shared that because it the image was so powerful because it gave off the message that it ran into my family until it ran into me and I'm going to block that so that my children don't have to deal with that. And I tell people all the time, and this is not to brag or to boast is that my children and I, my husband, children and I rather are generational curse breakers, or I don't even like to use the word curse. I use generation dysfunction and I don't cause curses are something that you have to unlock something that, that somebody put on you Mm -hmm. and, in, in order to get it off, you have to figure out, crack the code or whatever. But for us, I call it generational dysfunction. And my husband's children and I are generational, um, you know, dysfunction breakers. We um, have had so many things that we should have been involved in or should have been as people that we are fighting daily not to do so. I had Deco when I was 15 years old. She's now 21, no children. I'm grateful. Um, That has been a thing in our family for many generations, many, many, that I can't even begin to count how far back. But I'm grateful that we are working through that, and it's no shame on anybody that that came before her myself and anybody before me it's no shame on us because you children truly learn what they live right just like you talked about the voice and children truly learn what they're what they live and it's not always easy to break generational dysfunction and discord it's not always easy to stand out from that because then you have your own family that oftentimes judge you and say that they think that they're better. No, I'm not better than you. We pump the same blood, have the same 24 hours. It's about what you do and the ability and the power to pivot your mind to turn into a different direction to yield different results. The definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again and expecting different results, right? Mm -hmm. And since we know that 
um, being in an impoverished area, since we know that being in a, um, area with lack of resources and no positive outcome is something that has played a major part in what we continue to do as families, then we have to do something different. And our different for my husband and I was moving our children out of the inner city and taking them to a suburban area. And is that always a great thing? No, because I think that we should have had the ability to raise our children in the same environment that we were raised in but our our environment should have the ability or needed the ability to change. And that is a whole other issue within itself. And so we don't apologize around here in the Risper household for um, the choices that we make. We don't apologize for them. And that's humbly speaking, because we know that it's bigger and it's not about us. We know that it's about the generations to come and our children and our children's children and our grandchildren and just the generational setup that we're going to uh, continue to work on. But, you know, in this 2020 time, guys, um, as I heard Deco speak, what I heard was that um, Self-care is one of the hardest cares. And I put that as a quote on the front of my book. Self-care is one of the hardest cares to give to ourselves because that involves us dealing with us. We always, always, always want people to deal with us. And I but don't want to deal with ourselves. And I think that this 2020, from my perspective as uh, my personal perspective is that self-care should have been the number one thing on your list that you should have learned how to do. And it's still not too late to learn how to do if you have not during this pandemic time, learn how to do it because, um, ultimately a lot of our mental health were at stake in the first place when we started 2020 in the middle of it too especially yeah and then in the middle yeah we have faced so much literally i'm telling you every history book that we have right now if they don't have a revised version (laughs) if i'm telling you if they don't have a revised version when it comes out to the next school season guys you guys better make sure you check your children's book because they can't be teaching from old stuff now. We need to deal with what has really that's happened a, today. That's been a huge thing as well. And like, I'm so sorry. I, I wish like I, we would have mentioned that way earlier. Like the yeah. whole Black Lives Matter thing because that was like a huge pivot point for me. Oh in this my gosh. Whole time. Like I, relationships and yeah, Because also, you guys grew up with different nationalities. Yeah, and like, it was like that disappointment. And I know like, I, I, I don't know if you definitely didn't grow up with like different um, demographics and being yeah. around different type of people, you don't know this heartbreak, but like it was extremely yeah. disgusting to me. And like, I get it, especially um, black people that I know that haven't been around a lot of white people. They're like, well, duh, what did you expect from them? Like, I don't, that's not a well duh for me. Cause people that I grew up with, like that were my homies, like, you know, this, this and that, like, you know, people that I was in, in their area, like they're in mine, like, you know, it's that. So it's like, you expect something different out of them, but because they don't know anything and I, I can't, it, it, I was so angry. And I think just already so many black people were angry about the things that happened, like with George Floyd and like, you know, all the things yeah. that we were learning. I was just so angry at everybody not understanding like, how did you expect these people to know about the Stakar when you didn't even know about it yourself? Yeah. And that was my huge thing. I was like, oh, yeah. But that didn't make, I didn't come to that realization until later. Yeah. Because I was like, screw you. Like, I was just so angry at everybody, like, you know? Um, but that was a huge point for me, too. I had never gained so much knowledge in my life about my See? skin color. Yeah. Because we were so deprived of that, like, education. Yeah. And I, to this day, I don't understand, like, 
well now it's like we're just now starting to question so many things at least mainstream yeah. obviously so many black people were but like at least in mainstream being like why do we have black history month black history is american history we're yeah. so within the history that it's like nuts like you know right. there's no such thing as like you know it just shows you how whitewashed so much of our history was yeah and so many things that i've learned and it's so like I don't know how to explain. It was an overwhelming amount of yeah. knowledge that I got at the at the middle of this year. Excuse me. Yeah. So I I like um, I I saw this analogy today. Actually, today on my social media, that one of the amazing, amazing, amazing producers um, that is on my timeline, and I'm grateful to be her friend. She shared, and she was talking about, and so she shared this that somebody else shared. And it said this, uh, since we're on the topic of Black Lives Matter, um, when you think about um, a cake, and a cake is made with eggs, right? Mm -hmm. And if you eat that piece of cake, would you say that there's eggs in there? Would you know that there's eggs in there? No. You, well, I, I mean, you, you, yeah, you know it from knowledge that, yeah. it, that, that you need eggs to make a cake, right? Yeah. But when you eat that piece of cake, you don't taste eggs. You don't know that they're in there. It doesn't look like eggs, right? Uh -huh. All right. And but then then there's me who um, eating, is eating the same piece of cake, but I'm allergic to eggs. Right. I can't see it just like you can't see it. It doesn't look like eggs, right? And it doesn't taste like eggs. But I'm affected by it. And so that's the same thing that I believe that. America has to come to the conclusion of that this whole racial inequality and difference is just like eggs and cake, that we both can be eating the same piece of cake, but if I'm allergic to it, I'm affected by it, and I can go into anaphylactic shock. Black people, yeah, no, black people right? are in anaphylactic shock when it comes to racial inequality. Yeah. We're in anaphylactic shock when it comes to fairness. We're in anaphylactic shock when it comes to just overall being able just to be ourselves. And I really hate that they love our culture but don't love us. And, and I say they with all due respect. And those are the they's are those who are ignorant and don't choose to educate themselves on yeah. who we really are. Mm -hmm. So if you're in that boat, you're a part of they. But I think that this 2020 pandemic, like you say, has been one for really the books because even on our mental state of yeah, even on our mental Four, state maybe. of staying in and doing self care, we also had to be self taught on a lot of different things that we did not know. It doesn't, and that doesn't even matter what skin color you were, mm -hmm. whether you were black, white, green, brown, People or blue. Were know their families like they yeah. never got to know. You and then that's the other thing. You you still have to play on the mental part of. People getting to know their families and on top of that, people finding their strengths in this because there are people that are spouses, uh, men and women, because don't ever think that men can't be in abusive relationships that are having to learn how to live with their abusers or find their way out of that. I think it's a huge thing too for people my age. Sorry if I'm cutting you off, but uh, it, it is also a challenge too, especially if you were coming home from college and you have to be with your family. That yeah. all your traumas that you experienced in high school, like, you know, things that like you felt like set you back and made you feel like a kid again, like that happened for me, at least. And my friends, because we talked about it, moving back home, being with your parents, yeah. it felt, uh -oh, see, we, we have, I'm telling you guys, this is raw and uncut. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so, hey, 
Hey. Malcolm is saying hello, by the way, guys, right. in the podcast. He's doing a shout out. Right, that's Malcolm. He's doing a shameless plug, guys. Okay, okay. <laughs> okay. he's having a moment. Yeah, so he, he's putting his two cents in. He, he's had moments, too. He's trying to tell you guys that. And so, <laughs> and so, <laughs> I know, and so um, really much, guys, um, just learning how to, like, even children, like I was saying, even when they're in the homes with no food or no guidance, it, it's hard for all of us, um, you know, during this pandemic. But I think that this time was seriously necessary, Deco, like to get to know yourself, to continue to know yourself, because don't just say now that 2020 is over, 2021, Jumanji, we never talk about it again. This is really one that has set us up, I think. I think to, it'll stick to Yeah, I think it's one has set us up for... Really, what 2021 is going to, um, you know, what, what 2021 can be. I'm not going to say going to be, but can be. Because we are now um, coming into a brand new presidency, new leadership for the country. We're coming into a never-seen-before vice president as a woman. We're South Asian black woman. Yeah, so we are coming into the year of a woman leading or co-leading this country here. Um, we are then stepping into just new heights and new dimensions. Uh, we're still wearing this mask. And um, I think that a lot of us are wearing still some physical masks. But still, at the end of the day, that, that's something that will be another topic for another day. At the end of the day, we we got to learn how to work around that, work through that. Um, because... It seems like um, we've learned, you know, to trust and untrust, you know, during this time that it's kind of scary, but we're still living and we're still going through it. And if I can say anything on a, on that was personal note, on a business note, my business owners, just looking at it from this perspective, um, we got to, we got to learn how to pivot too. I think that it's been so tough for a lot of small businesses during this time because we're trying to figure out what the next dollar is going to be, how we're going to do this, even if somebody has the next dollar to even give us, you know, because of all of the layoffs, all of the furloughs, all of the downsizing and people just income is diminishing. But there has been some people that have flourished in this 2020 season um, in spite of it being a pandemic. Um, and they've flourished because they've learned to pivot. They've learned to be authentically themselves. And um, they've learned how to tap in to people problems. The thing about business, guys, is that you have to know who has the problem that you need, that you have the um, the uh, solution to when it comes to a business. And that's where we're struggling at. Some of us, um, you know, say that, People that have like things that are not necessary are not going to make it. Oh, I believe so, because people are still out here buying clothes and outfits like nobody business because Fashion Over is still in business and people don't really have any buy places to go. Buy small businesses, especially small black businesses. When you buy from these big companies, you're paying for this third CEO, this big CEO's third big house somewhere else when you buy from a small business you're paying for their their kids recital lessons their yes. kids um education or Something even putting food even putting food on, on the table, table. yeah like, 
It's you never ever know, guys. You never ever know because and, and everybody does not qualify for all of the business loans out here. Everybody does not uh, have the ability to tap into all of the free resources um, because what I found and and I talked about this yesterday in my women's group. If you are looking for women's support, this is a small um, little shameless plug. Head over to Facebook and look for the Hustle Her Nation, H-U-S-T-L-H-E-R Nation group. And I talked about this on my Lunch and Learn that I do on um, Tuesdays, every single Tuesday at um, 12 p.m. Central Standard Time. And I talked about how it's super important that in this, um, before you get to 2021, as Deco said, make the preparation and the proper steps and get your business legalized. It's okay to have a business and be excited and gung-ho about your um, your idea, but make sure that you protect your business. Make sure that your business is in order so that when there are free resources out here or there are loans and grants and things out here that you actually qualify for those things because I found it very disheartening that a lot of business owners didn't qualify just based off the fact that they weren't structured properly, that they weren't even set up as a legal business. Get set up as a legal business. That's super important. I'm a, I'm a certified IRS tax preparer, and I can't stress enough to you guys the importance and how that is much beneficial to you when it comes to your taxes. So get set up properly. And if you need some assistance with that, reach out to me. You can always uh, come to my Facebook page, Deborah S. Risper, inbox me. And I'm here, and I'm happy to help, you know, get that business set up. But for my business owners, just to conclude, Make sure that you are being open-minded and that you are paying attention to your audience and that you are paying attention to the times because you have to make sure that you adjust pricing if you need to. You need to make sure that you are addressing their concerns and speaking their language and their language is to pinpoint their pain point and making sure that you're offering them quality stuff, guys. Uh, and, and oh my God, I, I don't even want to speak on this, but I just have to speak on this. Quality, quality versus quantity, quality versus quantity, guys. It's it's super okay, and, and I'm not down to any boutique owners because I'm a boutique owner myself. It's super okay to have the latest trend, all the amazing stuff going and have things to sell. But let's focus on the quality. People come back for quality, right, Deco, if you would yeah. say? People come back for quality instead of quantity. I mean, I know that we live in this fast-paced life, and we're like, I'm only going to wear the outfit a couple times, blah, blah, blah. That's good, too, but at the that same token. At the, no, no, I'm saying people aren't, a lot of people are not yeah. on to sustainability. That's the thing, Deco. Yeah. A lot of people are not on to sustainability, but um, that's good and all. If you send it, you're going to wear it a couple of times, great and dandy, but let people get their money's worth. Let them really get their money's worth. If you're giving a $20 holla, at least make the $20 worth a holla versus you giving me a 5 and $7 shirt that's going to rip as soon as I put it in the washing machine. So let me get my $20 worth, which, you know, I don't know how long a $20 shirt should last, but it should at least last a year. So, um, that's my lesson when it comes to pretty much that. And I think that, I mean, I have, uh, you know, more episodes to do, but I think just closing out this 2020 season, guys, it's super important that you know yourself, trust yourself, like yourself, because you want to be likable to other people, but you got to like you first before we start putting the pressure on other people to know, like, and trust us. You got to do all those things for yourself. It's super important here that we, um, 
know that the best things in life are free. And that is a peace of mind. That's a roof over your head because someone would love to be in your shoes. Yeah, and loved ones that love on you and genuinely love on you. And for us business owners, those who love your brand and your business and support you wholeheartedly. So, guys, um, that's my final thoughts. Deco, do you have any final thoughts for us? Uh, just saying, to, just as I said earlier, for sure, don't wait until 2021 to start doing things that you want to do. Walk yeah. out. Um, stop being so fearful. That's a thing that I went through this year. Uh, don't. There's never going to be a right time for anything. <laughs> that's the huge thing I have oh been my God. teaching myself all these past yes. few weeks. Uh, I've been wanting to do YouTube for more than five years. Yes. <laughs> And I analysis paralysis is what I think you yeah, got because you're such a you want to do things just, so perfection. Yeah, and I'm and a perfectionist. And I'm also not even just that. I, I'm just extremely fearful of uh, rejection. Oh. And even though nobody's ever, and that's a huge thing as well. Just to close. It <laughs> Who's out. rejected you? Exactly. And that's, what I'm saying. <laughs> and that's been a huge thing with anxiety. If you have um, problems with anxiety, just one of the things that always calms me down nowadays is just being like, "Who told you that?" Like, you know, when you start worrying about something, if somebody oh literally didn't God. tell you that, like, it stops so many things that you start worrying about. It's like, who told you that? And you're like, dang, nobody did. All right. And you that, that kind of reminds me of that Ja'Kalen Carr song that she says that every time the enemy comes up on her and tells her that she is this, she tells him that I'm not that. And every time he comes up on her and tell her that you are not this, she tells him I am that. And that's what it, that's, I think that's what it is. These little voices in our head are dangerous, right? They are, they are super dangerous. It's always mostly you versus it, it's, you. It's, oh my God. It's, it's, it's Dakara versus Deco. All the time. <laughs> Demon versus disciple. <laughs> <laughs> and it's Deborah versus Debo. And yeah. help us, Holy Ghost. No, really. It's, it's, it's who I was listening. Them versus them all the time. Yeah. This is your biggest issue. I'm telling you, you're not fighting as well like you learn this in the christian church coming up you're not fighting like actual flesh with people it's always their souls and everything and like it's always just something because most of the time people are like i said earlier projecting you think that something's uh, that's a huge thing too sorry i have so many closing thoughts but projections are all good and if i'm feeling some type of way in my life i go project that energy on somebody else's life and it's untrue and everything and also a huge thing for me has been stop taking everything so personal. Oh so just because everybody's everybody's projecting all oh the time, ninety percent of the time. Please you're like, stop you're like, taking everything they're, they're so on, personal. They're on bull with me. Nine times nine times of the time I got nothing to do with you. Really? It's something that it's something that they're going through and they're projecting really? that onto you. So you're like that's that's people think I'm always oh being funny gosh. and stuff when like somebody's being rude to me. Are you okay? How's your day going? Right. Because I know nine times that it has nothing to do with me. Exactly. They're like, oh, I'm so sorry. All the time. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, because I know I have nothing to do with it. I didn't deserve that. Yeah. And that's a huge I'm thing. I'm really big on that when I go into the stores yeah, and I'm people like, don't say okay? hello. And I'm like, I'm about to spend my money here. Uh, hi, how are you? Everything okay? No, yeah. And I think we should normalize asking people, is everything okay? And we should normalize answering truthfully. I think yeah, that's too. really so used to being like, it's so like, you know, uh, that's, I, I, I've been thinking about that too. Yeah. People ask me, you know, uh, how you doing? I could be like, honestly, I've had better days. It's easier ways to be like, I'm not okay. Yeah. Or like, you know, like it's okay. Like, you know, to not be like, I'm good. You like, I don't know. But I get, I get that could be a part of like oversharing. People are like, okay, I didn't, I didn't ask you. 
Well, reason. then don't ask don't people ask if, you're, if you're not genuinely concerned. Yeah, not really. Because I mean, some people really ask you to be in your business, but other people ask you really to be concerned care. with your mental and your genuine, your genuine care overall. Yeah. But thank you guys so much. Thank you, Deco, for hanging out Thanks with for me. Um, thank you guys so much for listening to us, the mommy daughter duo. Um, and I will be back next week, guys, with another episode, guys. And I think next week I'm going to talk about are you salty? That might be a good one. I want you to dwell on are that you one. Himalayan salt or sea salt? Are you Himalayan? I'm, I'm gonna go now. Are you salty? <laughs> <laughs> so I think I'm gonna talk about that one. God brought that back to the forefront of my head as I went through, you know, my my show topic. So um, I think I'm gonna talk about are you salty? I think it's super important to be salty as we go into 2021. So dwell on that. Bring your open mind and thoughts, and we'll talk about that on next week. And guys, as always, you know what I always say before I close out everything that I do. Until we meet next time, make sure that you stay dope. We'll talk to you on next week with discussions with Deborah. Bye.